1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the PackerNet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online PackerNet.com. Find me on Twitter, Pack underscore daddy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh do we have some goodies to talk about today. Now, it is Packers game day, so I don't want to spend all my time talking about drama nonsense. But I didn't get an episode out yesterday, so we got to do a little bit of drama nonsense. So I mentioned the Pat McAfee thing and Aaron Rodgers' comments and all that stuff. And the fact that it probably shouldn't have been said, you know. Well, now you got Pat McAfee coming out and laying a hammer, bombshell, I guess, would be a better way to put it, saying that people from within ESPN, and even name drops the guy, I googled him to look at who he was and everything else, sure enough, some big wig executive, is trying to sabotage the show from within. Let me just say two things real quick. Number one, I told you so i told you pat i told you don't go to espn i told you not to do it i said when you did it it was a bad idea your whole appeal is that you're not one of those guys that you're on the outside and you allow people to say what they want and you guys can do what you want you're you're more like barstool than you are like espn and people like that nobody that likes you wants you to be a part of espn And here's the other part of that. Nobody at ESPN wants you to be a part of ESPN aside from whoever it was that made the decision. And and to be honest, it's not because they like you. It's because they're losing money hand over fist with the garbage products that they put out. And they want to go out and buy somebody that's bringing in money, which is you. People actually like you and want to pay attention to you. And you're getting massive numbers and massive followers. And so they're like, let's just fire all these clowns that make us no money and hire, just pay for a guy that makes money. Because we don't know how to make money. We're freaking stupid in a nap. So like, all right, good deals. So we'll just fire a bunch of people and we'll bring this guy in. Here's the problem though. ESPN is a massive network and they don't like you. And a lot of people are going to be against that decision. And it turns out they're so against it that they're working against you. The second point that I wanted to bring up, I saw a lot of people commenting along the lines of, you're an idiot, they paid you to be there. Why would they sabotage you? Let me just ask you a question. For those of you that are saying that, how many of you raise your hand if you would do it? <laughs> you know you would. I'm not saying I would. I'm saying the majority of the people that are commenting angry things of Pat McAfee because they don't like Pat McAfee would absolutely sabotage or try to sabotage Pat McAfee to get him off your network. They fired your colleagues so they could hire somebody that you despise. To come in and turn your network into something that you despise. You're telling me that you wouldn't actively like bad mouth, possibly even, you know, get out in front of some of the numbers and start talking about how bad they are or stuff. like Whatever the actual problems are, you wouldn't do. Of course you would. So I don't doubt it at all. The people at ESPN hate Pat McAfee. Even the ones that agreed that it was a good idea for him to come there. They don't like Pat McAfee and Pat McAfee doesn't like them. Which is why it was a stupid decision. I don't think ESPN should exist. Pat McAfee should stay independent. I think Stephen A. Smith should go and be independent. All these guys should go be independent. You built a following. People like you. People will follow you. Colin Coward. I don't know what network you're on. Go somewhere else. He already is on YouTube. People like him. People listen. You don't need ESPN. Screw ESPN. But anyways, football is just soap operas for dudes. Been saying that for years. And it's true. I like it. Drama, drama, drama. But all right, let's dig into this thing. I don't think we need to spend any time talking about last night's game. Steelers won, whoop de doo Although T.J. Watts hurt. That might be significant. But anyways, injury report as it stands right now. Well, I mean, this is official, but um, A.J. Dillon, Rudy Ford are out. Doubtful is Isaiah McDuffie. Questionable, Elton Jenkins, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Preston Smith, Luke Tenuda, Christian Watson, Dentavian Wicks, and Emmanuel Wilson. That's a pretty hefty lift list of questionables. But I believe there's optimism for a lot of these guys. Um, full go. Jair, Devondre, Aaron Jones, Josh Myers, fantastic. Keyshawn Nixon, Jonathan Owens, Darnell Savage, TJ Slayton, and Quay Walker. I'm not just listing random players. Those are guys that are all in the injury report but a full go for this game. For the Chicago Bears, Darnell Mooney is officially out in this game. Doubtful, Jalen Johnson. That is pretty big. We already kind of went over that a little bit. Uh, Jalen Johnson being their highest graded, I think, player on the entire team. Questionable, Kyler Gordon. That would be a shot considering they're already down a corner. Khalil Herbert, Cole Komet, and Patrick Scales. Now, in addition to that, it turns out Bears center Lucas Patrick has been ruled out also for the game, and it looks like Doug Kramer will be elevated to the active roster. Don't know that that's going to make a massive deal, but if somebody were to go down like Cody Whitehair, something of that nature, that obviously is not fantastic. But Patrick has officially gone to IR. Some other news in relation to this. Emmanuel Wilson is also officially back. I'm excited to see him. I think he's been running very, very well all year in the little bit that we've been able to see him. I don't have any idea how much we're going to see him. With A.J. Dillon out, he could be the number two running back. I really don't have any idea, but I'm kind of hoping we get a good dose of Emmanuel uh, Wilson, get an idea of what we got there, and hopefully he can be a impact player for us. Need all the help we can get this week. The other move, Luke Musgrave. He's been on the injury report for a while, but it needed to be officially uh, brought up off of IR, and they did that. A lot of optimism for him playing. In fact, I think it's, uh, let's call it 99% he's playing. So I absolutely cannot wait to see Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. Hopefully we get the best version of both of those guys. I know it's asking a lot having Luke Musgrave come off of IR, but it would be pretty freaking awesome to have him just pick up right where he left off with Aaron Jones there, with Tucker Craft playing the way he's playing, with hopefully Christian Watson back. Other moves, Rudy Ford was sent to IR, and Grant DeBose has been brought up from the practice squad. So... um I mentioned Grant Debose not too long ago, and part of that conversation was about, you know, Samore Turi has dropped so far down the list, I don't think he really has a place. Well, they took him off, I believe, to put him on IR, and guess who shows up? Grant Debose. See what this guy's got, am I right? Again, depending on who's hurt and and who's not playing, and I don't know the answer to that question, we might not see much, if anything, from Grant Debose. But something to keep an eye on in the game. If you have one of those moments where somebody catches a pass and you look at the number and go, who the heck is that? It's probably Grant Debose. Otherwise, I think the only thing that happened is that the Packers let go of David Long. And um, if you don't know who that is, exactly. Anyways, I think all the boring stuff's out of the way. Why don't we take an early break? We'll come back and start digging into some of the funny stuff. Uh, We had Kyle Brandt doing some more cringy nonsense. I, I don't know why he annoys me as much as he does. I really don't, but he does. And so I want to talk about his stupid little video as we begin to delve into everything that is stupid about Chicago Bears and their fans. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So I think I've addressed this, um, at least in part, not necessarily directly. Uh, the, the, the main theme that I mentioned was more or less that I don't think there's anything Justin Fields can do to come back, but I just, I just want to play this because this is so freaking awful. (laughs) And it seems, I feel like I'm alone with this like anti Kyle Brand thing. I don't know what it is. I think I just find him to be phony. He puts on this freaking show that's so over the top. I don't find it entertaining. And it just annoys the crap out of me. So let's give this a shot.
0: I'm tired of talking about Justin Fields. I want to talk to him. Justin, it doesn't matter what I want to happen with you, what any of us want, what anybody watching wants. Right now it doesn't even matter what the Bears want. It matters what you want. I think you want to be a Chicago Bear for life.
1: Okay, stop. As I mentioned before, why does it have to be so dramatic? Can you just can you just say? <sighs> Granted, there, there there is a chance he's going to see this. But I have a feeling he's gonna see this and and cringe. But why why the theatrics? I'm tired of talking about him, I want to talk to him. But but you know what else is funny about that? Why would he want to be a Chicago Bear? I think you want to be a Chicago Bear for life. Why would you want that? Why would you want that? That organization is trash. They've never had quarterbacks. They're never going to have quarterbacks. Why would you want to be a Chicago Bear? I don't think you're right. I think maybe there's a part of Justin Fields that would have wanted to be a Chicago Bear or at least enjoyed being a successful Chicago Bear, but he's been there for three years and it doesn't work. And he's already thrown his coaches under the bus. And it sounds like his coaching staff, at the very least the head coach, is not getting fired. Why would he want to be a Chicago Bear? Nobody wants to be a Chicago Bear. It's awful.
0: So do it. Get it. Grab it this weekend. It's right there. I am-
1: No, it's not. No, it's not. There's nothing there. Justin, I'm tired of talking about you. I want to talk to you, Justin. Here's the deal. There's nothing to grab, Justin. There's nothing there for you. This team is going to trade you away. Okay, They are going to trade you away. They're going to get as much compensation as they possibly can to trade you to another team that wants to to bet on your upside, and they're going to use that capital to build around somebody else, something that they refuse to do with you. They finally got you, D.J. Moore, but it was a day late and a dollar short, and they're going to go out and find somebody else to replace you. It doesn't matter what you do. There's nothing you can do. These delusional freaking Bears fans that think that you are right there, you are right on the cusp, you are you are definitely a franchise quarterback, but are you good enough to pass up Caleb Williams? That's the, that's the tricky part here. That's the rub. And if you can really just demonstrate that you can beat the Packers for the first time ever, boy, oh boy, it sure would just push you over the hump bro justin field's ability to win his job in this game is about the same as my ability to jump to the moon
0: i am sick of reading about your landing spots you could be a raider you could be a falcon to hell with that you are an effing chicago bear homegrown. there is no landing spot because you're not leaving not a yes he is yes he is
1: that's, that's the other thing I don't like about this. Like, if you're going to be ultra dramatic and stupid, at least be correct. This is just drama for the sake of drama. This isn't even right. What is nonsense. You're not going anywhere. Yes, 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 he is.
0: If you win Sunday against that team in that town, something you understood way back in your very first ever mic'd up moment as a bear, you got it. Who, who's your senator <laughs> of How State? Josh Black. What year was he? He's a, he's a senior he was. Did he get drafted? To the wrong team. Who's that? Oh yeah. Well, we're happy for him on draft day. Then after that, he can become our enemy. there's
1: So, so that's that's the big proof right there. He was talking to a coach and asked about Josh Myers and told him, yeah, he went to the wrong team, the Packers. Duh. Dude, no kidding. He's a bear now. He's going to play along with that whole freaking thing. Just like Josh Myers is like, the bears er. And guess what? If we draft a new center and we find somebody else and Josh Myers moves on to a new team, let's say like the Falcons or something. Guess what? He's going to hate the Saints. And you know what? Justin Fields isn't going to hate the Packers. I mean, he might still hate the Packers, but he's going to get traded probably to an AFC team. I would say the Patriots, but they're probably going to get a much better quarterback. Where is he going? I haven't even considered that. What if he went to San Francisco? That would suck. But I don't think San Francisco would, and I don't know if the Bears would do it. Titans? Raiders? Not as many options as I would have thought. But anyways, if he goes to the Raiders, he's going to be like, ah, the Chiefs, they went to the, it's a wrong team over there. That's, that's what this whole thing is predicated on, some stupid quote that he had, that you just fell in love with him from that moment. You just can't. This, this honestly just feels pathetic to me. This, this is This is a Bears fan who is obsessed with Justin Fields, wrongfully so, because he's never been good enough to garner the amount of love that he's gotten from Bears fans who are so deprived and starved of any quarterback talent whatsoever that they just can't let this guy go. And this is just a, you like us, you really do. You love us and you don't want to leave and we don't want you to leave, so please be good. Bro, he's not good. He doesn't care if he leaves. The Bears don't want him here. He can't get the job. He doesn't like you. It's over. It's over. Embrace Caleb Williams, okay? Get excited. He's probably really good. Okay? Move on, though. Because this is pathetic.
0: Bears fans loved it. Here's the problem. Josh Myers has been to the playoffs, and he's never lost to you. He got drafted by the right team. The team that you play this weekend. I think it's the biggest game of your life. I think it is a bigger game for the Bears than it is for the Packers. Green- well, it, it's,
1: his performance is really big for him. And it's also really big for the Bears, because it has to do with how marketable he's going to be, which is beneficial to Justin Fields and the Bears. But it has nothing to do with him saving his job in Chicago. Nothing.
0: Green Bay wins, it determines their next few weeks. Chicago wins, it determines their next few years. You- no, it doesn't. No, it
1: doesn't. Win, loser, draw. I mean... <laughs> Again, the only marginal difference is if he craps the bed, maybe there's slightly less. But you've got three years of tape on this guy. It's not going to determine the future. This whole segment is stupid.
0: You win, it determines your entire career. No, it doesn't. Justin, that team that traded up to draft you is going to grab some college kid to replace you. A very good one. Doesn't that piss you off? Probably. Play like it. Yeah. For a guy who usually says nothing, it is time to scream something.
1: And then they pipe in music, which is just, I can't do any more of this. This is so stupid. Justin Fields will be replaced, and it's the right move. Stop clinging to this, all right? I get it. You've been fighting for Justin Fields all this time. You don't want to admit you were wrong, but you were wrong. The guy's not good. He's not good enough. And you have the number one pick in a draft class that happens to have one of the more talented arms that the NFL has seen ever-ish. So stop your freaking whining. Stop your pathetic pleading and begging. I know you desperately want to beat the the Green Bay Packers, so you're going to plead with Justin about playing well so that he beats the Packers. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't freaking care. He's not coming back. It's funny, Jason at Over the Cap had made the comment. He says, it's kind of funny that this year more and more people are discussing, quote, what should the Bears do at quarterback when last year, in basically the identical situation, it was just you stick with fields. Why are you even talking about this? Which is true. Fields has not gotten any better or worse. He's the same freaking guy. Actually, his rushing has gotten significantly worse, but he's roughly the same. Maybe his passing's a little bit better. So why isn't it, you stick with Fields, why are we even talking about this? Why is it, what should the Bears do at quarterback or even leaning toward taking this quarterback? And you could say it's about the differences in quarterback talent, and maybe there's some truth to that. If Caleb Williams was there last year, they probably would have taken him. But I'll tell you what, if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young were in this class, they'd probably take him anyways because it's year freaking three and the fact of the matter is the whole you stick with fields why are we even talking about this narrative was stupid that's the difference people realize how stupid that was if you look at um talked about it a couple times there's this era adjusted career lo elo whatever just think of it as another cumulative value metric justin fields for the first time in his career has caught up to mitch trubisky At this point in his career, he's exactly where Mitch Trubisky was at his point in his career. By the way, Mitch Trubisky was trending downward at this point. Justin Fields is, I don't know, kind of leveled off, I guess. I don't know. But that's it. He is halfway through a Mitch Trubisky slide, and we're going to sit here and have a conversation. His numbers are so unbelievably awful. It's kind of shocking. I should be sitting here just agreeing, like, oh yeah, he's great, he's amazing. But it's so stupid, I can't, just, I can't even let it go. Anyway, something else came across my timeline I wanted to highlight that I thought was pretty cool. SIS, you guys know that I use that, but they put something up on Twitter. It says, SIS playoff hunt, and then they've got a couple different stats here. They show um, 11 teams that are you know, in the playoff hunt, I guess. And where they are in terms of their value, so not the teams that are locked up, but the teams that are in the hunt: Bills, Packers, Bucks, Steelers, Vikings, Texans, Saints, Colts, Seahawks, Falcons, Jaguars, etc. The Green Bay Packers rank second in their third down numbers. Actually, they're tied for first, but I think it's still second. Probably a decimal going out somewhere behind only the Buffalo Bills. Then they posted um, total points on 15 plus air yard passes. Jordan Love is second behind only C.J. Stroud, ahead of Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, and anybody else that might be interesting. And then they posted the pressures where the Packers rank 6th out of 11, so right smack dab in the middle. But it was just kind of cool to see. They're showing playoff, or nearly playoff teams, I guess. Half of these guys will be playoff teams. And as the stats start rolling in, the Packers rank at the top or near the top of all these metrics. And I got to say, the one that I love the most is the deep ball numbers, 15-plus-yard passes. Because, again, that was a very serious issue. And for him to be second, he's 53 of 114 for 1,440 yards and 40 points. Not touchdown points, but points in terms of like EPA points. The amount of growth that Jordan Love has had is staggering. But uh, it kind of goes without saying, but there is the Week 18 playoff probability leverage chart, which shows our odds if we win and our odds if we lose. Our odds if we win... 100%. Our odds, if we lose, it goes down to 34.2%. It's win and you're in, lose and you're probably out, but we got to see how it goes. Other teams that win are in, Buffalo, Jaguars, Tampa, the Colts, and the Texans. Tampa, Colts, Texans, Saints, Seahawks, Falcons, and uh, Vikings lose and they're done. Vikings are basically done. They're at 3% right now, but clinging to hope. But anyways, let's take our final break come back look at this game expectations a little bit of trash talk by the Chicago Bears again man they've been running their mouth so much I can't wait to throw some of this crap back in their face Packers better win this game because they have just been they have been running their mouth anyways we'll take a break we'll be right back all right this is it first of all I just want to remind you please 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 Come hang out with us over on uh, YouTube, Packernet Podcast, Twitter, Pack underscore Daddy, and or Facebook, Packernet Podcast. I'll Again, try to remember to get it over to the page or uh, the group, but uh, this might be the last game of the year. I want to go out with a bang. I'm not assuming it. I'm just saying if we do, I want to get as many people in there so we can all hang out and have a good time as is possible. But let's dig into the Bears and find out what makes them tick real quick as we kind of work through some of the predictions slash expectations. So right now, the Chicago Bears seem to be winning games at around 27 points. They are 5-1 when they score 27 points or more. They are 2-8 when they don't hit 27 points. It's a hell of an indictment against their defense in general. On the other side, they win when their defense holds a team to 17 points. So that officially, well, there's, there's kind of two lines here. But if the Packers don't get to 17 points right now, the Chicago Bears are 6-0 and when they hold a team to 17 points. They're 7-2 and when they hold a team to 20 points. They've never won a game when a team scores 24 points. It's another pretty big indictment on the Chicago Bears, this time on the offense. So don't allow them to get to 27 and score 24. That doesn't seem incredibly hard. And if we want to say, well, their defense actually is really good and I'm really scared and I don't know if our offense can do it, fine. Score more than 17, you still got a heck of a chance. Even between 17 and 20, their record is 1-2, and two. so your odds are really, really high if you can get above 17 points. Now, on the Packers' side, the defense, it's not all that different depending on where you want to draw the line. The Packers are 5-0 and o when they score 27 points. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. They're also 6-1, and one, though, when they get to 23 points. They're 2-7 and seven when they don't get to 23 points. The only wins coming against the Rams and the Saints. So the Packers absolutely need to get to 23, ideally 27, but I think considering the Bears have not won a game when you get to 24 points, I'm relatively comfortable drawing the line around 23, 24 points. Get to that, and I think we win the game. On the flip side, pretty hard line between 22 and 23 points. When the defense holds a team to 22 or less points, they're 7 and 2. When they allow more than 22 points, they're 1-6. and So we got to get to about 23. Ideally, we'd like to hold them to 22, but it seems like there's a little bit of leeway because they struggle when they don't get to 27. But I think we can draw that line at about 23-22 points. Hold them to 22, score 23. That's where I'm going to put the line for this game. And what the heck, since it's the last game of the season, why not do a a, uh, prediction? (laughs) And I've got it at 23.1. For Green Bay, 23.0 for Chicago. Pretty close to the line I set, too. So I'll just say it's 23-24 Green Bay. I wish I could say it was a little bit better. I could add like a home field advantage thing, give them a couple extra points. But keep in mind, I'm using the same formula that I have been, which is looking at points scored and DVOA. And um, again, I find the Chicago defensive DVOA at negative... 10.4 percent to be a little suspect because it's entirely or largely based on the interceptions meaning if the packers can protect the ball which yes is an if but if they can protect the ball then we're not facing a defense that is 10.4 percent better than average still if we don't adjust for that and keep it as is the packers are still marginally ahead but just little bit behind the scenes the Green Bay Packers are scoring 22.9 points per game the Bears 21.9 it's not as big of a gap as I was expecting defense same exact thing 21.3 points per game that the Packers defense is giving up 22.6 for the Bears so very very similar so it just kind of came down to DVOA the Packers offense is 13.7 percent better than an average offense going up against the defense that's 10.4 percent better than your average defense advantage goes to um green bay however uh chicago's offense is 0. 0.02 or point two percent better than, so it's basically exactly average but the green bay defense is 12.8 percent worse than your average defense and that's um weighted so it's more um geared toward the uh the recent events that have taken place So I was hoping that would be a different result, but that's what it is. And that's what I'm sticking to 23, 22, or whatever I said, something like that. I will say, though, that would be actually kind of a surprising and disappointing result. Um, And I I, I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't be spoiled about it. A win would be amazing for all the reasons that I let even, you know, I've said and other times, winning ugly isn't good enough. And if this was like week five or something, and we were talking about the Bears, then maybe that would apply in terms of, you know, the Bears not being good, whatever. But at this point, winning ugly is perfectly fine, because at that point, you have achieved things that can't be taken away from you. You made it to the freaking playoffs. That's, that's it. I, I don't care how ugly or garbage it is. It might. I mean, obviously, it's not ideal for looking forward, but it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Win any way you want. That being said, it would be slightly disappointing, because it would be the first time the Packers haven't absolutely stomped out the Bears since jeez, uh, I mean, I guess depending on what you would call a stomping 2019-ish, we beat them 38 to 20 this year. Last year, 28 to 19. 27 10 before that 45 to 30, 24-14, 35 to 16, 41 to 25, and then 2019 was 21 to 13, which is still an eight-point victory, but I guess it's kind of close. And then before that was 10 to 3, which would be kind of a close game, obviously. You're just a single solitary score away. But uh it's it's been just nonstop beatings since twenty twenty. And good for Jordan Love for continuing that trend. Again, you know, you look at it, it's like twenty nineteen was when um well, I mean, with the Bears have hardly ever beaten the Green Bay Pack. It's unbelievable looking at this record. I mean, it started when like uh twenty eleven basically when the Packers went on that disgusting run. And I think that's when the Bears completely fell off a cliff too, because they were, you know, fighting for playoffs and Super Bowls for a while they actually went on a stretch where they were beating us 2004 to 2007 we were having a tough time with them but since then I mean it's it's once every couple of years maybe but anyways it's it's funny to think that in 2020 obviously Aaron Rodgers MVP playing like 2011 like just elite level quarterback play and of course he's going to stomp out the Bears right okay fine 2021, he's kind of back down to earth a little bit, but he's still MVP, and he still smashes the crap out of him. Well, that sucks. Well, 2022, the Packers are not looking like themselves. Rodgers is injured. Maybe we can kind of make some hay here. So we play him in September, beat him by 17 points, so much for that. Okay, we're going to get him this time in December, beat him by, what, 11 points or eh, nine points, beat him by nine points, just outside of one score game, 28 to 19. So then, Rodgers is gone. Oh, you're screwed now, boys and girls. You're screwed. 38 to 20. That's 18 points. That's massive. So, um, I mean, look, again, win ugly if you got to win ugly. I don't care, but it sure would be fantastic to really just... I mean, this is probably, I would guess, the last game that Justin Fields is going to play as a Chicago Bear. I believe that. I could be wrong. Maybe they keep him. I would laugh freaking hysterically if that happened. I don't know though. Crazier things have happened maybe. I I can't think of one off the top of my head. But um I'm just saying it would be nice to continue this tradition at least as long as Fields is here because who knows what the future holds if and when they go get their new quarterback and how that's all going to pan out. But there you go. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you at that. I'm hoping I'll see you at the live stream later today. And uh, if you have any questions or whatever, please just reach out. I can direct you where you need to go. Uh, But, um, man, just before we go, I got to say, I'm I'm trying to think, like, I'm not nervous about the game. I just feel sad. (laughs) I feel sad that the season's almost over. It's such a weird feeling. I don't know why. You'd think it would feel more sad like last year because Rodgers is leaving or something. Like there's some finality or some end to something. This is just the beginning, but I'm just, I don't remember feeling this sad about a season ending. Just having too much fun, I guess. It's weird because the season never ends. We're just going to keep on going, but I don't know. Anyways, now I'm going to go. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.